Tony Jill Laughlin here, back on the weekly pass, joined by my co-host Adam Copeland, and now we're joined by our buddy, my buddy Fred McGriff, 19 years in the MLB, with a long time, five-time All-Star, 493 bombs, two times home run leader in 89 and 92, and can't forget World Series champion 1995 with Atlanta Braves. Thanks for joining us, Crime Dog. What's up, Bonnie? Hey, I owe you for, what I owe you five, ten bucks for that intro. Oh, I don't know, maybe a little more. Come on, that was a nice intro. How you doing? How's everything going? Uh, good, hanging hanging in there, just playing some golf and uh, living a dream. Are you in Florida? Yeah, yeah. Okay, hanging out. So, okay, we're going to get right into it. I always like to ask, you know, you guys, you know, who haven't been in the game for a little bit, like, what do you think about the direction that, that baseball is going with the analytics, changing the games, you know? What is your thoughts, um, and if you could play in this era? Uh, well, it's a different uh, ball game nowadays. Myself, personally, you know, I think, you know, stats and the numbers have been in, in the game of baseball for a whole lot of years. You know, when I was playing, we always looked at, uh, like, for instance, for a pitcher, we looked at uh, his walks to uh, per nine innings and little stuff like that. And uh, and it was ERA and strikeouts. And from a hitter standpoint, it was batting average and, RBIs, and now they've taken it to a whole uh, different level. And nowadays, I think, you know, you have to mix it up, a little, little bit of both, a uh, little bit of old school, a little bit of new school. Uh, it works best. Now, Fred, I mean, how many homers would you have hit if you were just worried about launch angle <laughs> and not about concerned about strikeouts? I mean, now it's like, you know, no one yeah. cares. I mean, you guys cared about strikeouts, which I still do care about. I mean, you're swinging for the fence and don't really even care about putting the ball in play. Well, Bonnie, you know, now I think the ball, the ball is juiced or something else because, like, guys are taking – bad swings mm-hmm. and the ball is going 500 feet and you're like come on man you know i've taken that same swing and it's been a little blooper to the uh <laughs> center fielder <laughs> you know and now the ball is going out of the fence so going over the fence so something's something's going on but the thing about it is funny like i always tell people like if you slowed my swing down you would see that i swung up mm-hmm. you know what i mean I, I had the launch angle but we didn't we didn't think about it, you know, but nowadays um, they're taking a whole, a whole different level. And um, they're thinking about launch angle and everything else. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Fred, yeah, are you playing you golf right now while we're interviewing you? This is fabulous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Did you did you hit that one straight? I heard a ping there for a minute. How was that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I crushed it. Yeah, yeah it so, sounds uh, like you did. All right. Speaking of launch angle, okay, go so, on. So I swung up. Yeah. So, so if you slow it down, I swung up. You know, we all we all swung up, but we didn't think about it. But now, guys are thinking about it. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I tell myself like, I don't know how I would teach somebody like, okay, I think you need to swing at like twenty two degrees. <laughs> you know, here and there, I I couldn't teach that. It just it just happens uh, naturally. Well, well, while we're talking golf, just while you're right here, I wonder about this because you hear about a lot of times like pitchers will bring their clubs on the road. I know broadcasters do it a lot. Did you golf while you played? Did that mess with your swing? Uh, no, not really, because we we only really play it on our off days, but I always laugh because it's so funny because, like, I played on those great brave teams with those great pitchers, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and so they brought their clubs on the road every time, you know, all the time here and there, right? And everybody would just say, oh, it's so great. These guys play golf together. They hang out together. The camaraderie is <laughs> awesome, right? You know, because we're winning. But when you're losing and you try to bring some golf clubs on the road, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, these guys could care less about baseball. Yeah. All they want to do is mm-hmm. play golf. They could care less. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it was hilarious. But I only played uh, 
when we had an off day or something like that. Yeah, the scope on, on how you're doing when you're winning is a lot different than when you're losing. You can oh. you can angle it uh, in your favor a little bit. I want to talk about those um, those Braves teams just briefly. I was a kid in the 90s. I remember when you came over and, and, and ruined the Giants' 93 season. Oh, I was going to talk about that, that 93 100, season. 103 oh, games, man. no playoffs. Uh, I remember watching on Saturday morning, catching Tom Amansky video commercials. And, uh, Fred, you were, how, how often do people bring that up to you, the Tom Amansky videos? Every single stinking day. Wow. Because, uh, <laughs> really? Because you know, usually in the locker room, they usually had ESPN on. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, come game time, you're either in the training room or you're at your locker getting ready to uh, get ready for the game. And here come that commercial. <laughs> you know, so all the guys just are razzing me and everything. So that's when I leave the locker room or training room or whatever. I'm like, okay, that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, this is the video that gets results. That, that was your line, right? That was the big line? Guaranteed. Yeah. You know, but I tell people. <laughs> You know, to do, he really helped me out. When I was like 20 years old, I drove down to Orlando from Tampa and uh, went to go see him. And he showed me, uh, he slowed my swing down and, and showed me some things. And so now, five or six years later, he comes to me. And I, I mean, I'm, in the, I'm up in the big league, right? So he's like, oh, you mind pepping with me with this video and endorse it? I'm like, sure, no problem. I'm in the big league. <laughs> so, so, so I met him in Chicago one day. And he just, he gave me, after the game, he gave me a T-shirt and a hat. And this is after a game. And we went to a little league field around Wrigley Field and everything. And I just pop it on. And he has these little, little kids with him and everything. He says, yeah, just say, you know, this is the video that gets results. You know, so I said it, right? I ain't noticed thing a commercial was going to last for 20 years. It lasts 20 years, <laughs> Oh, my man. gosh. It was always My on. whole life, every one of us on the Little League field, that in ba- we used to pretend throwing balls into the trash cans at home plate, right? Same thing. We'd, we'd, we'd repeat that line, man. It's a... Uh, a whole generation of kids, but but when you're talking about like approach and things that maybe he helped you with a little bit or, or working on your swing, I was and I've asked some other hitters this that we've had on the podcast. I always wonder about like a, a batter's eye when it comes to, to knowing the strike zone, and maybe this will play into talking about the pitchers that you played alongside. Uh, but I wonder, is that something that you can learn, or is that an approach that either you have it or you don't? Ooh, well, I think I'm gonna think more or less you either have it or you don't. You either got guys that are uh, free swingers that swing everything, or you got guys. Uh, like a Wade Boggs or the late Tony Gwynn, who uh, they have such a great eye that if you didn't throw it down the middle of the plate, they didn't swing. And so I don't really know if you can develop. I, I think it starts at a young age. You know, you start in Little League and everything else, uh, knowing the strike zone and everything. Because so, we was always taught to um, be ready to hit. And then if you see us a ball, you take it. Now, Guys are taking it on purpose. They're taking the first pitch on purpose mm-hmm. and everything. Because now, because of the numbers, they're trying to get walks. They're trying to work on a um, on base percentage and everything else. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'll be sitting at home watching games, and the count is like two and zero oh, or three and one. And I'm seeing a, a hitter take a ball right down the middle of the plate. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, dude? That was a great pitch to hit. But they, they're busy trying to get walks. You know, it's crazy. Now, Fred, you know, always, everyone always wants to know this. You know, out of all the pitchers, who was the hardest to face? Or, or actually, who, do you, who did you own as well? Well, Bonnie Chill, you know, I was a crime dog, so I owned a lot of them. <laughs> 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 no, no, but uh, Randy Johnson, because he, uh, being left-handed, he was, uh, he was a little wild, yeah. you know. And so your, your mind is telling you, like, Fred, don't let him hit you in the head. You know, you end up in the hospital. Dude, so, 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 uh, so, it's like, come on, hey, just don't let him get you. Don't let, just don't let him strike you out three times. Mm-hmm. You know, if he gets you two, just try to put the ball in play, and then 
you go on from there and get the next guy. But the thing about it is, like, see, if I was commissioner for a day, hold on one second. See, you know what I would do if I was commissioner for a day, right? What I would do is take away all this armed guard and jaw guard. You see these guys hitting today. They ain't scared no more, you know? Yeah. They got the elbow pad, the shin guard, the helmet for the, the to protect the jaw. So now they just go right on top of the plate, and they just wail away because it's like, as a pitcher, if you hit me, okay, I got all this shin, I got all this guard on, so it ain't hurt. So if you just hit me in the back, okay, I'm okay. I can live from that. So it's all good. So if I was commissioner, you know, I'd do away with it because you always got these guys that play like Billy Bad and everything. I always laugh like at Justin Turner, right, with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He got his he got his beard, you know, big long beard, like <laughs> I'm Billy Bad. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, uh, he's right on top of the plate, right? It's like, take off that arm guard and shin guard, and now let's play ball. Now let's see how Billy bad you are when you, because hey, hey, that little ball hurts. So, Fred, what are you saying about our boy Barry Bonds? He used to armor up. <laughs> yeah, hey, Barry, he knows, yeah. But see, yeah, Barry didn't have the jaw guard, but Barry was right on top of the dish also. But now it's it's it's, it's crazy nowadays. It, it is crazy the uh, the way these guys stand on top of the plate, and, and really oh, yeah. the guys the guys who you talked about or who you were saying you played with guys like Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz, and uh, I, I mean the way that they use the outside part of the plate is that something that you guys would talk about? Is it do those conversations happen between pitchers and hitters? How an umpire's maybe calling or or how you can use the uh, what the umpire's given or taken away from you? Oh yeah, because we laugh because the strike zone that Glavin and Max and those guys had. It, 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 it was crazy, dude. Their, their strike zone was so big, and you see the players complaining all the time about their strike zone. It was so funny. When Glavin left the Braves and went to the Mets, he didn't have that same strike zone no more. Yeah, man. <laughs> so so now, now he's getting mad. Hold on. Okay. Frank, how you know, doing? You know, it's funny. <laughs> we, can, we can almost tell where you are on the course based on, on how hard the hits are coming. Like, I heard the ping. Then I heard another one that seemed like maybe it was fairway. Where are you now? You up close to the green? Just made a par. Yeah, there you yeah, go. See, yeah, I, knew, yeah, I could tell. I could tell it, by yeah. the sound. I was like, "Yeah, he's getting closer to the hole yeah. here." <laughs> you know, my, my my buddy Rob Deuce, he's so pissed at me right now. You know, because you're you on know, an interview, Rob right? Played. Yeah, yeah. Rob played with the Phillies and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ain't gonna speak for me. To, he ain't gonna speak to me the rest of the day now. <laughs> we'll tell him he can pop on with us if he wants. We'll talk ball with him. Yeah. <laughs> now, Freddie, you know, I wanted to get back because we're here in the Bay in San Francisco. Nineteen ninety-three. You were the reason the Braves fifty-one nineteen finished to overtake the Giants, obviously, and claim first place in the National League. I mean, do people, do Giants fans ever say anything to you about that? Because I don't think Giants fans will ever forget it. No, never, <laughs> ever. Never. And if Colorado could win a game, maybe I don't know. Yeah. But honestly, Bonnie, that's probably the last like really great, great, great pennant race. I mean, we were, um, I joined the Braves and we're 10 games back. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it is, you know, we end up catching them probably um, two, three weeks when the se- still left in the season, right? And so now it was like, whatever team in- was in first place, they start playing not to lose. So we would be in first place and then we play not to lose. And then Giants will catch us. And then the Giants will play not to lose and we'll catch them. And then it came down to the last game of the season. And, you know, um, we were in Atlanta, and so we won. And so we had to wait for the Dodgers to play the Giants. So everybody's watching the game on the big screen TV. And that's when rookie uh, the Giants started Solomon Torres, you know, and Mike Piazza killed him that day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we won. But it was a great race, two great teams. It's sad that, uh, you know, a team had to lose. 
But uh, that was a great race, man, with Bonds and Kevin Mitchell and Will Clark. They had they had a squad. Matt Williams. Were awesome. yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a lot of great players, man. It's funny you mention that as, as the last great pennant race because that would have been pre-wildcard time, right? So so that you win your division, you're coming out, you're going to the postseason, you're ready to go for the playoffs. Uh, as far as like what the postseason holds now, these one-game playoffs, do you like that for the wild card, or do you believe that baseball is not meant to be played that way? I just think as a player you hate it, and as a fan you probably love it, but you play 162 games, and then it comes down to one game, either you're going further in the playoffs or you're going home. That's kind of crazy. I think it would be better if it was a uh, two out of three or something like that. That's more of a, you know, more of a fair thing after you've played 162 games. But the thing about it, like, see, like you say, the Nationals won this year, right? And they were a wild card team. Like in other sports, the wild card team gets really penalized in other sports. So, for instance, like in football, uh, the wild card team never plays a home game. You know, they have to play all the games on the road right. uh, in, in football. But in in baseball, it's not really that big of a disadvantage being a, a wild card team. They don't—they really don't penalize you uh, too much. They got to come up with something to uh, penalize the teams just a little bit that win the wild card. Because I mean, it's been a lot of teams that have come. I mean, I know the Marlins back in the day—they won a—they um, won two World Series, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, 90, ninety-seven and oh three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a few other uh, teams have done the same. It's funny you mention that a lot of a lot of wild card teams, and it seems to your point. I think, and I think a lot of it has to do with the momentum. Is those teams are playing with house money at the end of the season? They're playing with house money in that one game playoff. They win that game. I remember the Rockies made a run to the World Series. The O two Giants and Angels did it. Um, and now, obviously, the Nationals go out and win it with a wild card too. You're kind of right, I think, in that they're almost at an advantage that they've been playing red hot and they've been playing with their back against the wall sometimes for a couple of weeks. No, you know, and it was crazy because when you really think about it, uh, a few weeks ago, the Brewers had the um, the Nats beat. You know, they had them beat going into the eighth inning or something like that. And um, I think either Hater came in out of the bullpen, the bullpen either gave it up or something. And um, the Nats ended up winning that game, so they could have easily lost uh, that playing game. <laughs> you know, just yeah, just look crazy stuff like that. You know, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Now, Freddie, before we let you go, I have one more question. I want to talk about the Braves, um, this young Braves team. I mean, what do you think they were lacking in the playoffs? I mean, I think they need a veteran starter, and that seemed to be, you know, maybe a playoff experience. Obviously, it could be Madison Bumgarner, right? <laughs> well, I mean, people have been talking about it. I mean, Freddie, I mean, think about it. He's, you know, he's right close to there, North Carolina. I mean, he kind of seems like he would fit well. Copes, don't you agree? I, I agree. It's the, it's the team everybody's hearing. <laughs> All right. Hold on one second. Yeah. He is, a, he is a great pitcher, and they missed <laughs> right. a question. Yeah, but don't you think he'd be great? That, that, if they had him, that might have been, a, you know, maybe a difference maker. Yeah, no, no, no question. I, and I just wonder for the Braves, uh, that game five against the Cardinals, I wonder if he was tipping his – Fulton Evans was tipping his pitchers yeah. or something because uh, to give up ten runs and one inning is uh, kind of funky. That, that really shouldn't happen, but it is what it is. And so Bumgarner, he had looked great in the red and blue of uh, – Atlanta Braves. Okay, what about, and I've got to ask you about Ronald Acuna. I mean, great talent, but a little bit of maturity issues. Uh, what do you think about this kid? Because, I mean, he's got, obviously he's phenomenal, but uh, some issues, right? Yeah, he's been he's been a stud um, uh, these two years in the big league. You know, you, you, but the funny thing about it is, if you really go, if you take a minute to look, check out his stats, right? 
he almost led the league in strikeouts. He had 187 strikeouts. You know, so imagine if he just cuts it down to if he has like 40 less strikeouts next year or something like that. I mean, he gonna he gonna put up even bigger numbers. You know, but at Bonnie, you know, when it comes to being be mature and stuff, it's like if you have a little kid, a lot of times, like if you let them do this and that, and all of a sudden you kind of lose them a little bit. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, they, they have to corral them back in a little bit, you know, just just play the game. Not, not, not let the kids play? Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I always, you know, always, that's the other thing, Bonnie, I laugh because, you know, nowadays they make it like, we never had fun when we played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, but that's what they make it like. And it's like, I guess if I would wear my hat on backwards and everything, then I guess I'm and, having fun. Yeah, and, carry right. your, and carry your bat to first base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. After you went yard. You know, I, I guess, I guess that makes me, yeah, good and, and having fun. So we didn't have no fun when we played. We just went out there and we were miserable the whole time we were playing <laughs> But nowadays, they're, they're having a great time nowadays. Yeah, it's funny. Baseball's fun That's now. So How true, about that? Yeah. Didn't used to be fun. Now it's fun, Fred. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. we're going to let you go yeah. so you can get back on the course, man. Before we let you go, I just got to get yeah, you to man. confirm with me that this is the podcast that gets results, correct? Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Fred. I'll let you get back to your game. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. So that was a unique conversation with Crime Dog. I mean, it was at some point, like, I was like, wait, I was kind of feeling like the game. Like, I was, we were in the game with him. We knew exactly when he was putting, when he was chipping, when he was, right? Funny, Joe. I think think anybody who who listens to interviews or watches interviews or anybody who's done them, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get from a guy, right? Sometimes a guy's a little closed off. You got to get him to warm up to you. A lot of these guys you know personally. So, Fred, of course, a friend of yours, but. Uh, like, first of all, my favorite interview we've done yet, not just because of the content, yeah. but because he's still dialed into baseball. He was a player in my childhood. There's so many elements to him. But then he's on the golf course right now. Like, the listeners should know we were trying to get a hold of him. We're like, where is he? He's not picking up his phone. And how I kept calling him and stalking him, like, hello, Fred. You know, but what's funny about it is that, I'll be honest, because I got to have some We got ADD. a little stressed out for a minute, too. And I have a little bit ADD. I wouldn't have been able to, like, do something and then get right into the question. He's I, going, hang on, hang I'd on. probably say, what was the question again? You know what I mean? He would get right into it. He's like, yeah, Mad Bum's a great pitcher. He'd been great in the red and blue. I'm like, how did he just get right back in it? It's incredible stuff. And you can hear, as I was joking with him, you can hear by the swing. If you're a golfer and you know what club he's using, you can listen to the type of hits he's hitting uh, shots he's hitting as as he's doing the interview the first one was clearly a drive and, yeah. and off the air at one point you could hear him say to his buddy oh it's my fault you yeah, hit yeah, it into the right, woods huh right. <laughs> and then you could hear when he's in the golf cart because you can hear the wind i'm like i knew when he was in the golf cart but he was great content oh, he was he's a lot of so fun. good I, I really want i don't know if you got a little glimpse of it copes but he's got an eddie murphy laugh he does he's got a good and, he always, and he's always it. had that but and he could hear it a little bit but sometimes <laughs> when he gets going he does the real <laughs> i mean so funny he he's, was cracking me up. he's we'll a great dude and i didn't want to get into it because i didn't think maybe a little bit of a sensitive topic, but I mean, just shy of the 500 home run club. That guy needs to be in Cooperstown. He's a Hall of Famer. Do you agree? There's no question in my mind. He was a Hall of Famer. And you know, he's off the ballot now and he has to wait to the veteran um, committee the in committee. 2022, I believe. I would anticipate he's one of those guys that the veteran committee looks back on. I mean, we've seen some of these guys and I don't want to take anything away from a Hall of Famer. You get into the Hall, even if you're considered, you had a fantastic career, right? But you look at a guy like him, he's one of those guys that when he was on the field, there's the numbers that make Hall of Famers. Guys like CeCe Sabathia will be right. a Hall of Famer. 
And then there's guys like Will Clark and Fred McGriff, who when you watched him, you said, that guy is a Hall, Hall of Fame of talent. I know it because I'm watching it before my And eyes. also, I like like a Will Clark. I like to say he's a guy. I mean, perfect example, 1983. He carried the team. He is the reason why yeah. that team won, right? We won the division. Bad, so, bad on the pitching, yeah. Right. Of course, but his you know bat what I mean? is what they though, needed. Yeah. Right. He was, you know, he's one of those guys that I, it makes me sad that he's not in there. A lot of people say that he needs people to like kind of campaign for him. He's, doesn't, he's not really active and like He's not one of the gung-ho, pound his chest guys. Yeah. I which mean, is great. I, I mean, you can hear how humble he is. Oh, he's a funny he guy, nice guy. Do you think he'll get in eventually uh, you know, with veterans, the veteran committee? Veterans committee's done a good job, I think, at making sure guys get in who deserve to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would hope so. And again, 493 home runs. I mean, it used to be 500. That gets you in. That's a lot yeah. to get you in. Then so many, I mean, so many guys there. had the five. Again, to your point, he's got over 400 doubles. He's got 493 home runs. Uh, yeah, I, I say we put him in, and I say that when baseball starts again, we get Fred back on. we oh, got to yeah. talk more ball with Freddie. Because I was looking at the you know 500 homer club. Look at these guys. The majority are Mitchell Report guys. I mean, let's, lo- let's, let's be honest. And yep. some of them who are in the hall are you know are guys yeah. that we know are. But he mentioned Piazza. That guy's uh, in. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully <laughs> one day we'll see Freddie in. Third division Italian <laughs> soccer? Is that where you want to go <laughs> with his Piazza? Wife, they know how to like He wants to come on. I'll be happy to talk that, man. I'll be all over that. That was one of the best stories of the year. Him and his wife, right? Running that team? Okay. He said, you're not buying Florence, Italy. You're buying Pittsburgh was the line out of the athletic article that I loved. Oh, gosh. Well, again, we'll be having some great stars, some guys, you know, majority Hall of Famers or should be Hall of Famers. a lot of fun. Bottom line is we have a blast on this This was actually one of the funnier ones because literally we're going to have to, like, keep a lot of that in because that is too funny with him. Yeah, coming out. And now we know why he wasn't answering his phone. Crime dog, Fred McGriff. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the Weekly Pass. I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin. I'm Adam Copeland. See ya.